Business is changing, and new marketing avenues are opening up every day. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show that brings you the innovators and trendsetters, taking us to a new age of marketing, media, and social business strategy. Welcome to Market Edge with Larry Weber. Get ready to hear perspectives on technology and integrated communications that will help you gain insight into the unique opportunities and challenges facing marketers and brands today. Now, please welcome our host, a globally known expert in PR and marketing, with more than three decades of experience and best-selling author, the host of Market Edge, Larry Weber. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Market Edge. This is your host, Larry Weber, Chairman and CEO of RacePoint Global, Intelligence-Enabled Marketing Services Agency. I haven't been with you in a while because I've been so busy roaming the globe, and I hope to get back on you know, regular programs, and I'm excited to start today uh, with Caleb Elston, co-founder and CEO of Delighted, uh, a startup that aims to help businesses collect and analyze customer feedback. As you know, that's a category within customer experience that's changing rather rapidly. Uh, we're going to be chatting about customer service and feedback tools, Delighted's methodologies for understanding customer happiness, and what the tools mean for marketers. Caleb, a warm welcome to you, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Larry. Excited to be here. So um, a little brief background about Caleb, and then I'm going to ask him to give uh, you listeners the sort of elevator pitch on what Delighted does every day for its customers. But as I said, he's the co-founder and CEO of Delighted, uh, one of the fastest and easiest ways to gather actionable feedback from your customers. Prior to starting Delighted, he uh, led the team that created Mosaic, which was featured by the Today Show, Apple, USA Today, and others. Before that, he had founded Yabongo, which was acquired in March of 2011. So uh, Caleb uh, was also the VP of Products for Justin TV. It sounds like he has a bit of sort of a, addicted to entrepreneurship here and, and quite successful. For those unfamiliar with Delighted, Caleb, can you offer a quick overview of why you're different, what you do every day, and, and uh, what, what the vision is of the company? Yeah. I mean, we set out to help companies get much better feedback from their customers. Um, in all the companies I'd been a part of in the past, we'd always struggled with getting really great feedback from customers. We'd hear from them over customer support, but only a very small percentage of them. We might try and do some in-person interviews, but those would be extremely expensive uh, and difficult to do on a regular basis. And many of the surveys that we would run would have dozens and dozens of questions that everyone would want to pile on for, and the response rates were terribly low. And so we really didn't know what our customers were thinking about us, and it all really came to a head when I was sitting in a meeting once, and we were talking about what customers wanted, and everyone had an opinion, but no one had actually talked to a customer in months. And so that's what we really try and do uh, and solve with Delighted is make it just so easy for you to get feedback from customers about your experience, about the product you sell, about the service, so that everyone on your team knows firsthand what customers think so that you can use that feedback to make the experience even better. One of my observations after spending time with uh, some of the founders and people at SurveyMonkey was that as they scaled that survey business, um, it was very difficult to stay simple in the front end and the 
user interface as it got more and more complex data and analytics coming in. As you have been growing and getting bigger clients, has that become an issue? Or how do you stay simple as more and more less techie people need companies like Delighted? Yep. So I think the the core premise of, of traditional surveys has been we're going to provide a way to ask any question you want um, because you know what questions you want to ask. And by asking lots of questions, you'll get lots of data. And what we're really trying to challenge is this idea that asking more questions is inherently better. It's our view. And what we found is that by asking fewer questions, um, you actually get more uh, useful feedback because A, you're not priming customers. Uh, and B, you're just being more respectful of their time. You're just sort of letting them speak. And where we invest a lot of time and energy is in then helping our customers make sense of what the, what, uh, what consumers said. So rather than making them choose from drop downs of how old they are, when was the last time they purchased or what store did they buy from, our customers send us that data. Um, and so we can connect it to the survey responses automatically. So the consumer simply has to choose a rating, uh, and then answer in a free response way, you know, why did you rate us a nine? Why did you rate us a two? And then inside Delighted, we help them tease out, were they talking about pricing? Were they talking about customer support? And so we keep it really simple for the consumer so that response rates stay really high. And that experience is really beautiful and simple. And then in the dashboard, that's where we invest a lot of our time and energy. And because we control what questions are asked, we have a lot more ability to keep that integration tight where traditional survey programs have no idea what you're asking. And so all the data is really um, sort of opaque to them. So they just can give you fancy graphs, which aren't usually that useful. There are many companies that specialize in customer service and feedback tools, you know, and they do have the simplicity thing. I I guess I really like that your real time, or is that, am I missing the real differential that Delighted might be offering from a host of would-be competitors? Yeah, so I think the, the fact that it's real-time is, is very important. And I think the other, the other piece is that we bring together a bunch of different tools uh, into one way of solving this problem. You know, we had previously been using SurveyMonkey uh, to create a survey. We use something like MailChimp or Campaign Monitor or Eloqua to send out the survey. And then we would uh, use... Google Docs or Excel to calculate uh, what customers had said, and then we'd put it all into a presentation piece of software. And we would do that every week and invest hours hours sort of administering that, um, and even pulling the lists and cross-correlating it with our own, you know, business intelligence. And so, you know, very quickly, you're using six or seven tools to ostensibly just try and answer this really simple question of, well, what did customers think of, you know, our, our service last week? And so Delighted takes all those tools and, and takes the best pieces of them, the the critical pieces of them to allow you to basically give us a list of people. And in the end, you get uh, an incredible dashboard with all the feedback. And so you don't have to worry about the survey. You don't have to worry about the email sending, any of that. It's all one package inside Delighted. So if you want really simple feedback from your customers, within two or three minutes, you can upload your list, add your logo, and within seconds, start getting feedback. And so for shortening that time frame from wanting feedback to getting it and then automating it so it's a recurring thing happening after every order or every time someone checks out of a hotel or you know every 6 month anniversary for one of your your clients we make that really easy 
So who are some of your customers? Maybe you could give me an example of, um, you know, the work you guys do with, you know, one or two of your customers, if, if you can mention those. Yep. Yeah. So um, uh, we work with a lot of e-commerce customers, and, and one in particular is a company called Bonobos. And they're a, um, a clothing company for men that started by making a really incredibly fitting pant, and they've expanded to uh, suiting and shirts and casual wear. And now they also have a women's line. And they started fully online. They manufacture the clothing. They sell it themselves. They sort of cut out the middleman and they design it as well. And so they're a company that has control of the entire experience and they wanted to really understand what was going on. And, um, and so we help them by sending out uh, automatically after a customer orders. Um, they get the delighted survey. It's beautiful on their, on their mobile device. They can answer really quickly and give them feedback. And what they've done is they've actually used it to uh, send feedback to their uh, their their uh, design teams who are actually designing the clothes to understand how customers feel about the fit of a new pant or a new shirt that's being released, um, the softness of the fabrics compared to customers' expectations. They'll send feedback to their iOS teams and their web teams about trouble people are having with the website. Uh, the marketing team uses it for competitive analysis when customers are talking about other brands. Are they more happy or less happy? Customer service will even use it after interacting with customers to understand how that interaction went. And they've recently even started having these guide shops, which are physical stores. So they're going from e-commerce to now also brick and mortar, and they use Delighted in there as well. And so when someone comes in to, to purchase some clothing from the store, uh, the customer may receive a Delighted survey, and the store managers actually have access to the feedback as well. And so they'll follow up with customers if they had a bad experience to understand what went wrong and how they could make it better. And so they've been just a great example of going from, you know, one day signing up and sending to a couple thousand customers to now it's totally integrated. Hundreds of their employees have access to Delighted. And because the product is so simple and easy, many of them are looking at this feedback firsthand versus only being told about it once a month in a staff meeting. Cool. I, you know, I don't mean to go off on a tangent here, but I've been thinking a lot lately. In my last book, I had a whole chapter on the future of um, digital promo promotions, uh, couponing, loyalty programs. I can't help but ask, as you get that deeply involved with the customer, that is there any kind of loyalty or any kind of, you know, membership program or things like that that also can be wrapped up and this, especially for an e-commerce site like what you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Actually, what we found is that many of our customers, because um, one of the things that we give you, because of the Net Promoter Score, Net Promoter System, which I'm sure we'll talk about, is um, it classifies customers into three groups: detractors, people who are sort of upset with you or upset with your service; passives, who are sort of here nor there about the service; it's okay; and then promoters, people who really love what you do. Um, are very excited and are probably actually telling their friends about you um, actively. And so because we can identify those folks for you, many of our uh, customers will take that group of promoters and start to do special things for them because now they know these are the people who are really super fans of the product. Um, and so oftentimes, um, rather than promotions, which you know can hurt margin and uh, are usually an incentive to get people who are on the fence to buy, um, what they're finding is that their most loyal customers are actually don't use coupons as much um, and they don't use the promotions as much. What they're more interested in is early access to product, behind the scenes, 
uh, information about the business. And so what some of our customers have actually done is given them, uh, if they've got a new product launching and they've only got limited supply, um, they'll create a list um, for their promoters and actually let them in on it a few days early. Um, and so they, they guarantee that they're going to buy it. They buy it at full price. Um, and both the customer is happier because they got early access to this product that no one else has. And then the business is really happy because they've reinforced this connection with these really happy customers. So, you know, we sort of feel like um, coupons and, and promotions are can, can be a sort of a negative um, situation for your most loyal customers. Um, and what actually they want is just to be recognized more. And so there's, there's lots of interesting ways you can do that. Um, and so we help our companies sort of um, uh, at least be able to start understanding who those folks are um, for whom, you know, promotions may not be their number one reason why they, they choose that brand. I'm going to come back to that a little bit after the break because I want to give you an example of something my oldest daughter used. But just to finish up before the break, uh, as long as we were on the NPS or the Net Promoter Score, for our listeners, you know, that's a proven methodology for understanding customer happiness through firsthand feedback, as Caleb was mentioning. Uh, but, Caleb, can you tell us more about the value add and how scores are determined? And why did you choose that methodology over this? There's quite a few others, I believe. Yeah. You know, we were exposed to it at our last company, um, which was an e-commerce business. They had been doing it for years. And it was the first time that we had seen such great qualitative feedback from customers uh, from any survey system, any survey question or any any reliable way. And I think it comes down to the fact that both the question, the rating question, you know, how likely are you to recommend uh, Delighted to a friend? How likely are you to recommend Bonobos to a friend? is very simple. Um, it's very easy to understand, and um, it's a very tough grading scale. Um, there's a 0 to 10 scale, and only 9 and 10 count as promoters. And so it's very difficult to get a high NPS score. Um, and uh, and so it ends up being a, a very tough bar to achieve. So instead of saying we're 97% satisfied, you may only have an NPS of you know 40 or 50, uh, and NPS can go up to 100. So it really is a is a powerful way to keep the team working towards improvement. But the more important thing than the score, um, even though that tends to be the thing people focus on at the start, is the qualitative feedback. Because it, it also has this open-end question of, well, why did you choose nine? Why did you choose two? Why did you choose three? And because it's just that one open-end question, it allows customers in their own words to tell you about what was most important to them. Um, and you know, I think we've all experienced surveys that ask lots of questions that aren't pertinent to us that seem strange or are clearly telegraphing what's going on inside the business versus really thinking about what does the customer want to share. And so I think NPS is just uh, very supplicant to customers and is very consumer focused versus internally focused about what the business wants. Um, and so that's why we sort of chose it. And, and you know, it's just so simple that it, it really puts the focus on improving your own stuff, your own products versus believing that some metric or some score is necessarily going to change anything. The score doesn't change anything. The score just lets you know where you're at, and then you need to make improvements and see if those improvements are manifesting in customers' happiness down the road. Cool. We're, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with Cable, Caleb uh, Elston of Delighted uh, for the next 15 minutes of our show. This is Larry Weber. See you in a moment. Market Edge will return in just a moment. 
When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Finding links to improve your rankings in the search engines is time-consuming and frustrating for many of us. The Hoth is the go-to company to help lighten your link-building load. Their white-label SEO was made specifically for agencies, in-house SEOs, and affiliates. The Hoth also offers high-quality custom local citation building to improve search rankings in Google's Maps and localized results, providing fulfillment for some of the largest SEO companies in the world. The Hoth offers link and citation building services you can trust. Get $20 in link building or citation building credits free by going to thehoth.com slash radio, T-H-E-H-O-T-H dot com slash radio. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. We're back with more Market Edge, bringing you the best and brightest voices in digital marketing, only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Larry Weber. Welcome back to Market Edge. Uh, we're talking today with Caleb Elston, the co-founder and uh, CEO of Delighted, a very fascinating company, I think, that helps businesses collect and analyze customer feedback in a in a very simple, direct way, but it is also in a real-time way. I, I wanted to get back, Caleb, a little to uh, my – I was sitting with my 25-year-old daughter a few months ago, and she had just two years out of uh, an overly expensive university she went to and living at home, and we were watching a TV show together, but she was sitting there with her laptop and her smartphone, and – uh, she was doing some work that needed to be finished for the day, but on the other part of her laptop, she was shopping on a site, I think, called Lulu, and um, Lulu had a Facebook overlay where she could sort of sh- share the some of the merchandise she was thinking of buying uh, with f- certain friends to get their opinion, and then since she had already shopped and given them the company her phone number, in real time, while she was shopping, they texted her and said, well, gee, while you're looking at those two dresses, if you buy those, we'll give you a third one free. 
And so she did it. And she stopped and she took a glass of wine and watched the show a little. Are we moving into a a completely real-time territory of customer feedback, uh, e-commerce, uh, loyalty, buying? And I'll, I'll, I'll not use the word promotion, but I'm just trying to get a window on the, the future of what these sites are going to face and why they're going to need Delighted as part of that. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that that experience is going to happen more and more. Uh, you know, there's some underlying technologies that are becoming possible that, uh, you know, 15, 10, even five years ago were not commonplace. Um, the amount of data that um, e-commerce companies and just businesses in general are now able to correlate with, you know, your buying behavior, uh, even with just that on your, their own site, is very powerful. And so I think what's going to be very important for businesses is to realize, yes, they have all these tools. They can text you if they have your phone number. They could offer you personalized offers. Um, they could encourage you to share with your friends. And so then it comes down to, well, should we? And if we do, is it helping us more or is it helping our customers more? Uh, and I think those are the sorts of decisions where you're going to see some companies be too aggressive, will not actually lead the customers being happier long-term and, and liking the brand and wanting to promote it. And then you have other customer companies that will use those um, promotion tools, those advocacy tools to, to do really great things. Um, you know, a really great example is Warby Parker, which allows you to buy uh, prescription eyewear uh, online. And, you know, they've done some really amazing things by, you know, shipping you the eyeglasses at home, uh, including hashtags so that you can share with your friends what your new glasses are looking like or which ones you're thinking about. And that's just a better experience um, than going and sitting in an optical shop for an hour um, and, you know, talking to the salesperson who, you know, clearly wants to sell you some glasses. And so I think that um, there are clearly going to be new interaction modes for e-commerce that hadn't been considered a few years ago. And there's lots of companies that will offer these options of pop-ups and promotions and, you know, unlocking gift codes and things like that. And so, you know, in our view, all of those could be interesting, but they need to be right for your, your company and for your audience. And making sure you know you're not upsetting customers with some of these products and it's actually helpful is what we want to help with. Yeah, that's a great answer. You know, how do you, how does, Delighted handle quality control, you know, especially for those who are striving for positive reviews. Yeah. So I think one of the things that's different about Delighted is that currently all the feedback is internal facing only. And so unlike Yelp, unlike Trustpilot, unlike, uh, you know, reseller ratings, these are not public reviews that we're soliciting. And so this is feedback for you and your team to improve. And so it really does no good to entice people to rate you higher um, unless you, you know, purely are, you know, um, a little bit narcissistic. Um, and so for us, it actually doesn't come up very much because the companies we work with are using Delighted because they want to really know what's going on. Um, and so they don't provide incentives. There's no uh, gift cards if you fill out the survey. And so even with no incentives, we still get response rates between 20 and 30%, which is a lot higher than traditional surveys. Um, and with that being said, we do have some customers who will then reach out to some of their promoters, the people who rate them really highly, 
and just send them a personal message saying, hey, you know, we're so glad that um, you love the product. Um, we're happy to have you as a customer. Your comments were so great. Would you mind if we use those on the site as, as a testimonial? And with that permission, um, most of those customers are really happy to do it because they are a fan of the product. Most people like having their name up on a big website. They can tell other people that that's, that's me up there. And, um, and, it's, and it's a very honest piece of feedback. And so that's been an interesting uh, split. But I think we're certainly very cautious about becoming a review site just for the reasons that you're implying that um, it, it doesn't uh, – the incentives for the business are not to get uh, honest reviews, it's to get good reviews. And so it's, it's just not um, a useful trove of feedback for improvement. It just becomes a marketing channel uh, of, of sort of highly happy customers, which is just different than, you know, really critical deep feedback. So there is sort of a, a plan to be able to have feedback used externally. I mean, and it actually becomes part of their marketing, right? I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, certainly, because so. we 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 have many customers who they they do have really great word of mouth. Um, they are a great experience. Their customers do love what they're doing, and through using Delighted, they've um, been able to to get even better at it. And I think that the really valuable and important thing that we do is by allowing you to measure, you know, every day or even every hour versus once a quarter or once every year, you know, if you only got to go up to bat uh, once, once, a, once a season, you probably wouldn't be a very good batter. But if you're practicing hundreds and hundreds of swings every single day, um, you actually have the opportunity to make micro adjustments. And so our customers are making tweaks and, and changes to their products and experiences all the time based on this feedback. And slowly, slowly over time, the, the overall experience gets better. And that constant desire to improve is, is what we can really help these companies do, where previously they didn't have any guide rails for understanding, well, if we make the, the mattress a little bit softer, is that better or worse? Or if we lower the price by a dollar or two dollars, does that make any difference in people's happiness with our product versus our competitors? Or if we add this new feature, is that really something that people care about? Or is it just um, something they said they wanted, but doesn't actually change people's overall happiness with the product? And those are the sorts of things our customers are wrestling with every single day. So Caleb, I know it's hard to do this, but could you take your delighted hat off for a moment? And come 30,000 feet up with me and talk to me about, you know, how you see the landscape over the next three, four, five years uh, for marketers, um, especially as they start to evolve from all these billions of dollars of legacy research and focus groups and even, you know, online focus groups. Uh, you know, the, the giants like Nielsen and Kantar and, you know, all these other point solutions. Could you give my listeners sort of Caleb's vision of not delighted as much as sort of as a, a young marketer, what should I be looking at that's going to really start to be integrated to create these customer experiences in the next few years? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a very big fan of the idea that the marketing team is responsible for the experience of the product and making sure that matches with what customers want. And so rather than being, you know, focused on the next banner ad or the next social campaign, 
uh, or the next email blast, I think more and more companies have to realize that the the experience that their customers have, the touch points they have out in the real world or on their website, that's what their customers care about. They really want to have a great differentiated experience. And so if your product is not actually better in any meaningful way, then you're going to have a really tough time selling it. And I would love to see more and more companies uh, invest in the core experience and trying to solve a problem in a unique way versus um, just taking a generic product and trying to sell it with some new marketing spin. Um, I think what you're going to see and you've seen happen is so many industries from mattresses to eyewear to clothing uh, to electronics go from these mega brands, which can sell however they wanted because it was impossible for a small business to compete on the production or the sales. And you see all these small brands come up. We, we have a new customer that, you know, does bicycles um, that, that that is going to be the important thing. And consumers want to buy from companies that have a really great story that they are authentic, that they trust. And so communicating that and making sure you actually have that, I think is, is the really, really critical thing. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, I think that that's what I would say. The last thing I would sort of close with is, uh, this idea from Howard Schultz, you know, the, the founder of Starbucks, he, he left the company for a while during their massive expansion phase and things started going south. Um, the business wasn't doing as well. And when he came back in, one of the things that he, he did was he went into one of the stores, uh, one of the coffee shops, and he realized, you know, it didn't smell like coffee anymore since everything was all bagged up. Um, the baristas couldn't be seen because the machines had gotten so tall because they were these big automated machines. Uh, the, the seating was more cramped because they needed more seating space. And what he really tried to do was make that individual experience at the store great for the customer again. Make that individual cup of coffee great and then figure out how to multiply it by a million versus saying we make a million cups of coffee a day. It was we make one cup of coffee a million times. Uh, and I, that, that idea just has really stuck with me. And I think it's really powerful. I think McDonald's should look, listen to that lesson. Um, hey, last question, Caleb. Um, you mentioned some companies you think are doing it really well. You just mentioned Starbucks. Whether they're your delighted customers or not, could you cite some companies you think are really, really get the customer experience movement and are doing it at, at the top of their game? Sure. One one customer uh, that we really have worked with a lot, and so we've gotten to know them, um, and I'm a, a fan of their product, is a company called Tuft & Needle. Um, they make uh, mattresses, and they sell them online. And, you know, most people have never bought a mattress online, and so they've got this uphill battle. But what they've done is, you know, mattresses are just this crazy uh, world of um, custom mattresses for all these different shops, and, you know, going to a mattress store is never a fun experience. And so they've come in, made a one mattress. It's really great, a foam mattress. Um, they sell it direct. It arrives at your door. And it's just this incredible thing. It's much less expensive. And they've just, over the past two years, tweaked the feel of the fabric all the way down to when the, when the mattress would unroll, customers would tell them that it looked a little messy because the fabric was uh, wrinkly and they were expecting it to look all smooth and flat. 
And so they actually changed the, the weave of the fabric that they use on their covers so it would release the wrinkles faster. And it was slightly more expensive, but, but people noticed it. And they put handles on the mattress because when people are moving a mattress around, there's nowhere to hold on to it. And they, and they would put instructions on the box to let you know you should open it in your bedroom and not in your living room because when it opens up, it gets really big and it's sometimes really unwieldy to move around. And so all of these things, they were really laser focused on what is it like to buy from us? What is it like to have this product arrive in your home? And what is it like to sleep on this product every day? And now they're the number one rated mattress on Amazon. And what's so important about that now is that when they do do traditional advertising, a much larger percentage of those people buy because it, the product is inherently better. A much larger percentage of those people actually talk about it and share it because the experience was so amazing and so different than anything they'd ever experienced with buying a mattress that for every dollar of, of traditional marketing spend, they're now getting far more leverage than they would have, you know, two years ago when the experience was good, but not as great as it is today. And, and I think that's where to your previous question, why investing in the experience matters so much because you will have to spend money on traditional marketing. It's just a question of how leveraged it's going to be. And if you're spending it towards an incredible experience, you're going to get far more leverage from it than you would if you're selling a commodity product. Um, so that's why I think investing in the customer experience is so important because everyone's going to do traditional marketing, but not everyone can have an incredible experience uh, the same as you do. Well, I'm sure that uh, my listeners would agree with me. Uh, I think you are a very knowledgeable guy about the future of all this. And I think Delighted is going to be a huge success. I am very interested in following it. When I'm out in Palo Alto next, we'll have to have a sandwich. And I want to sure. thank you, Caleb Elston, uh, co-founder and CEO of Delighted, uh, for being on Market Edge. Thanks so much. And everybody listening, as usual, our podcasts are posted at 12 noon on Tuesdays, East Coast time. And for now... This is Larry Weber, Market Edge. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.